0: say, I did that. He still wanted to put breath in our lungs. He still wanted us. And that is so humbling to me. I just, let's lift our voices a little more and sing with all of the earth and just shout His praises for giving us life and wanting to be with us. the beautiful things you've created, you still thought that the world needed each one of us. You still placed us here and you love us just as much as you love every other creation and even more. Lord, I pray that you just continue to move through this service. I thank you what you've already done in our hearts. God, I pray that you just be with Rick as he brings your word and just guide him as he follows the calling that you've placed on, your, on his life. God, I just, just continue to be with the rest of this service and just thank you and we praise you for everything that you've done. Amen. Go ahead and shake hands with a few people before you take a seat.
1: Amen, amen, amen. God is good. Yes. Uh, I sometimes wonder if we forget uh, when we're saved a lot of times, I think our mind automatically goes to, I'm on my way to heaven, which is not a bad thing, right? But we forget that, that salvation is not just a ticket to heaven. Salvation is also an invitation to bring heaven onto earth, Amen. right? We don't, we don't have to just wait like, oh, I'm saved, I can't wait till I get to heaven. Right now, while we're here, we get to worship the Lord, have communion with him, relationship with him, and we can pull heaven on down to earth, and experience powerful things through God while we're still here. Amen? Don't think it's just, oh, I'm saved, I get to go to heaven, I get to be with the Lord here, I get to minister to people, and I get to see his Holy Spirit move right here. Just a little something there to think about. Uh, First time guest, if it's your very first time, now, before I start on this, we have a brand new, I mean, this person has not even dawned the doors of a church yet, I don't think. Rowan, right over here, this little baby right here. Brand new, month old, few weeks old, couple weeks old. He's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) But welcome Rowan to the church family. Anybody else? First time, guest, your first time being here at Orchardville. Just slip your hand up real quick going across here. I'm not going to pick on you from over here. Good, over here great to have you guys with us. Again, this is a great place to call home if you're looking for somewhere to call home. A great group of people here that will walk through life with you and help you out in your struggles, because we all have them. Not a person in here can say they're perfect. If they are, they'll mess it up soon. (laughs) All right, sick of it. Week three, I am not playing the music. Go ahead and clap if you didn't like it. No, I (laughs) don't... Go ahead and clap if you did. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're we in week three of this series, and I'm going to talk today about, and probably uh, if you have a spirit of offense, you'll get offended some, just like the first couple weeks, but if you have a spirit of, I want God's truth poured into me so I can follow the path that God has for me, then you're good. All right, so this week I'm going to talk about garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. Okay, You can catch up, if you didn't catch the first couple of weeks, uh, you can catch up on our Facebook page and watch those back. But we've been talking about how much of a world, or how much of a mess <laughs> our world is in, how our morals have gone by the wayside, and how we're just sick of it. We know that the Bible talks about these things, that they're going to happen, but it's okay to be frustrated with it, um, but it's also an opportunity for us to change it as well. And it, it starts inside here with us. And then as we go out, we're changing the world. this morning, I want us to know that we need to be careful <laughs> We need to be careful about the music we're listening to. <laughs> the movies that we're watching, yeah. the shows we're <laughs> the shows we're watching, the books we're reading, all of that stuff, you need to be on guard. With your holiness Amen. that you're called to. Do you know that you are not in control of what you should and should not watch or listen to? <laughs> Someone said, What? Actually, the Word of God should be your measuring stick to find out if this is encouraging my walk with the Lord and drawing me closer to Him, or is it something that is pulling me away from Him? This is what you should judge it by. And I'll ask you a question. And I posted this earlier this week as I was getting this ready. Are you just a Sunday Christian or are you a real Christian? And I know nobody will raise their hands and say, I'm just a Sunday Christian, Rick. Maybe some will because you don't want to admit that. But Sunday Christians don't really care about their spiritual growth. They're just here. They don't care if they grow throughout the week but a real Christian, a real follower of Jesus has the ultimate goal of growing in their faith and becoming more and more like Jesus so that they can be utilized in powerful ways for the kingdom of God, right? So each day we have opportunities to grow in our faith. So we need to be careful with what we're watching, what what we're listening to. Yes, 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 we do. Now, this is coming from somebody, and I I, I used to talk to the teens about this all the time, about the stuff they listened to. I was that same teen. (laughs) It was Snoop Dogg back in my day. (laughs) And some of you guys are like, Snoop Dogg? What kind of name? Yeah, exactly. But it was filthy, and I listened to it while I went to church all through my life. And guess what? I kind of attribute my cussing problems that I had to the stuff I was listening to. Some people want to say, it doesn't affect me, I just like the music, I just like the beat. Then listen to the instrumental version. And write some good lyrics to go with it, okay? But at times, we with the stuff we're listening to, with the stuff we're watching, we look no different than the world. We are doing the exact same things that they are. Let's go to 1 Corinthians first this morning. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. I hope you have your weapon with you, your sword. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. It's hot in here. It's not, Sarah said, so it must be just God working on me. It was hot yesterday at the Cardinal game, I'll tell you that. All right, 1 Corinthians 9 24 through 27. Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So Paul is comparing the Christian faith to an athletic race. And we should grow in our faith with all out effort, just like the runners in a race do. Runners must train, they've got to train to prepare their bodies for these races. We must train. Through reading it and applying God's word by prayer, by worship, I have total devotion to God about, above everything else that this world has to offer. We are to be training every single day, right? So, run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So, I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. So now he's making this comparison now to a boxer. And he says, I'm fighting for my faith, but not just as someone who's undisciplined and throwing punches. Get away from me, devil. I'm not, I'm not just doing this. He's actually saying, I'm punching myself and, and submitting my, and bringing my flesh under submission. You're not going to act like that. You're not going to do this because you're a child of God. And he's bringing, he's disciplining his flesh and bringing it into submission. And he not only preached the gospel, but he also lived by the gospel's rules. And true Christians know that within themselves, we have a daily battle to sin or not to sin every single day. So many decisions, so many actions. We have a choice to make in that. Am I going to follow my flesh or am I going to follow God's spirit that lives inside of me? And we've got to discipline ourselves to live holy lives in our walk of faith. And we need to take this seriously because we have an enemy who's very serious about taking us out. I've seen it happen and it's sad. It really is sad when the enemy comes into somebody's life and they start making the wrong choices and he destroys them. And everything in their lives, their families, everything, it just gets destroyed. And he's working to do that every single day. He does not want us to finish this race. Many Christians today do not take their walk with God seriously. I said Christians, they do not train. They do not try to live in holiness. So today, I, I shouldn't even have to ask if we should be careful with what we're watching and listening to. The answer is yes, a resounding yes. We need to watch this stuff. We have to pay attention to what is coming into our temple where the Holy Spirit is residing. Okay? Okay. Too many Christians still want to daily give into the flesh and the carnal nature, and that is not right, and I'm sick of it. Talking about me as well. Sick of it. In my life and yours, we've got to honor the Lord every single day. Is that possible? I believe it is. Do we mess up sometimes? Yes. But we can live and strive for holiness each day. We don't need to fool ourselves, we don't need to deceive ourselves. You know, an athlete doesn't just show up for a competition and say, Today, I don't want to win. Today, we shall come together and we shall lose. I say that, but I've had some teams that told me, We suck, Rick. We're not going to get any better. We just, we're terrible. But... Athletes that believe in themselves, that discipline themselves, that train, walk into a place and they say, we're going to win. We've prepared for this. We've prepared. And I've trained as hard as I could to make it happen. And it's same for us as Christians. We should live our lives to bring honor and glory to him Amen. every day. We have to be disciplined. All right. Here comes a toe step in a little bit. How many of us train our kids in sports more than we train them in their faith walk? We are more excited about their weekend travel teams and dance teams and the work and the money and the time that it takes to win those competitions far more than we care if they are trained to resist the devil and the things of this world. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I'm saying this in love. This is more important to your child's well-being. Paul had a purpose for his life and he knew it. Came from God. He was not just going to wake up each day and look like the world and do things with no purpose. He woke up each day and he wanted his life to glorify and honor God in everything. And again, we're going to make mistakes. How many have made one so far today? Some of you are saying I showed up here. That was a mistake. <laughs> we may sin now and then. We're not perfect. I understand that. I'm not perfect. Sarah says I'm close, but I know I'm not. (laughs) We will get knocked down at times. It's going to happen. But it doesn't mean that we stop striving to be like Jesus. That we still get up up each day and determine in ourselves that I am chasing after Him with everything I have. I want to keep growing in my faith, I want to keep learning. We've got to be disciplined as we strive for holiness and a life that is set apart and different from the world. Now, I know some people will say that movies and music, I just had a talk with some kids this week, and shows don't affect their spiritual walk. Baloney. I was going to say something else, but I said baloney. Okay? Okay. That is part of being disciplined. And if you're, get, if you're letting this garbage into your life, then the garbage is eventually going to come out. It's going to come out. I'm not a Christian so that I can just wear cool cross necklaces. Okay? That I can wear Christian t-shirts so I can post encouraging Jesus stuff on my Facebook page or my Instagram or so I can check in at my happy place of church. That's not why I'm a Christian. <laughs> okay? I'm not a Christian, so I can do all these things. I'm a Christian because I've surrendered all of my life for the cross of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit, I can overcome the flesh. I can live a life that brings glory and honor to my Savior as I learn more and more about God's word. That's why I'm a believer, to bring glory to him and to follow his ways. Psalm 101, two, I will be careful to live a blameless life. When will you come to help me? I will lead a life of integrity in my own home. Hello. I will lead a life of integrity in my own home. Hello. If I was to bring up our OC kids and our modified youth, I won't do that to you parents. And I was to say, is your mommy and daddy live a life of integrity in the home and and show you guys the ways of the Lord and live it out every day? Some of you would leave the sanctuary before your kids started talking. (laughs) And we laugh, but it's true. And that's hard truth. That we know, we know, we know I can do better, we can do better with what's going on in our homes. To glorify the Lord and to show our kids how to live it out. I will do my best to live pure. David's pursuit of the Lord here began with the determination to live his life daily by developing integrity. What's integrity? It's doing the right thing even when no one's watching. Doing the right thing. Even when no one is watching. Now I'm going to have some fun with this. We've updated our security here in the church. So we can keep an eye on things. Because you just never know in this crazy world we live in. What's going to happen. We've got some cameras now. Maybe you're not aware of. For security purposes. Sometimes they help us with other things. Like teenagers. Teenagers. Goofing in the balcony and kissy-kissy in the balcony and things like that. I can say, hey, what's going on here? Right? Or if somebody takes something in the church that wasn't theirs, I can say, hey, what, what's that in your hand? You didn't come in with that. Why'd you walk out with it? Okay? Integrity. Doing the right thing, even when no one is watching. Living morally right and emulating the character of Jesus. He wanted his heart and mind in tune with the spirit of God. The same thing we should want. And the reason I say this is that at some point in your life, what you see, and what you hear goes from being in your head to being in your heart. And that's either good or bad. And then you've got to find out what's filling up my heart right now. Psalm 101, 3 and 4. I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall depart from me. I will not know wickedness. You know, things come into our minds, our hearts, and our homes because we invite them in. When we eat a steady diet of garbage, it's eventually going to come out. And it pulls us away from our relationship with Jesus. Ungodly living will have a negative effect on your heart. And the garbage clings to you. It clings to us. And some of us need to take out the trash and get rid of it. When we see evil or hear it, we are to be watchful. We're to be aware and then cut it out of our lives. We have to focus on what is good. Set God's word before us daily, his holiness, his faithfulness will minister to us. Philippians 4.8, and now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable or admirable, however you wanna say it. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Get rid of the evil. Embrace the goodness of God. We want our lives and our homes to reflect God's love and his character. Is that what we are actually inviting in through our music and our TV and our movies and our books and things we're taking in? Is that what we're doing? I'm going to bring a towel up here. (laughs) Billboard, top 100. As of Tuesday afternoon, this is music. All right? Here's the the number one song in the land. All right? Go ahead, Missy. Go ahead. Sing along if you know it. I know you do. It's something about last night we let the liquor talk remember everything we said, but we said it all. I told, you told me that you wish I was somebody you never met, but baby, baby, something's telling me this ain't over yet. No way it was our last night. I kiss your lips, make you... I just got rid of that. <laughs> last bottle of Jack, we split a fifth. Number one song in America. And a lot of your OC kids know this song very well. I heard them sing it. This is how I fight my battles. I let the liquor talk. Are we serious? Next one, this guy named Little Dirk. It's called All My Life. He had some black marks too. Just look at some of this stuff. I mean, I I had to take out a lot, but this is the stuff that our teens are listening to. Because parents aren't monitoring it. And you say, well, it's impossible to do that. No, no. You train them up in the ways of the Lord. And I know they get older and they might choose their own way, but you do what God's called you to do. You have a responsibility to train your kids up. And if they're listening to this filth, they need to know that that's not glorifying the Lord. Next one. <laughs> Taylor Swift. What's she called? Swifties? Is that what they are? Taylor Swift, you're talking beep for the beep of it. This is, this down here is taking the Lord's name in vain in a very sick way. His last name is not, start with a D. Taylor Swift. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Let me just hit on this one for a minute. I think uh, the first one was Morgan Wallen, right? He's going to be somewhere in four, who's going to the concert in four days? Anybody want to raise their hand? (laughs) <laughs> make your so mean no I'm, I just want you to live a life to glorify God and I want him to be able to use you in the mighty ways that he wants to but Taylor Swift we have, we have Christian parents driving their kids five hours to Chicago I'll lose some friends over this I don't care driving their, their kids all the way to Chicago to listen to this stuff and scream their heads off and worship her and the parents are right there with them. And I know not all secular music is bad, I'm not saying that, but I'm, I'm, i this right here is what our kids are crazy about right now, and what they're screaming and excited about. They yell more for this than they praise the Lord in here. Next one, a guy named Post Malone, song called Chemical. He's pretty popular amongst the teens as well. So, I picked one of his more subdued ones. He only got two check marks in there on his. But it's just, in the last one, I can't even say the name of the song because it's explicit. Like, see, that's not bad. That's when those lyrics kick in, right? But all of that, and I'm pretty sure I got them all. If I didn't, I apologize, but I did. But it's bad. And this is what is filling the minds of our youth as they walk around every day. That's what's filling their minds. And they can't tell me that that does not have an effect on them because you can't praise God on a Sunday and then walk with the devil throughout the week. It just does not work. I'll throw some throwback songs so I'm not just picking on the teens through the years. 17 by Winger. Hello. She's only 17. I want your sex by George Michael. I kissed a girl, Katy Perry. Running with the devil, Van Halen. We ran out to that. Cesar Valliere Red Devils in basketball. <laughs> no wonder I had some issues. <laughs> Hell's Bells, ACDC. Marvin says, there you go. I'm going to squash you like a bug. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye Earl, Dixie Chicks. You guys know, if you know the song, it's not good. The Thunder Rolls by Garth Brooks. Not good. How about the books we read? Ladies, those steamy sexual novels you're reading that are explicit? (laughs) (laughs) Movies we watch. Now, I'm going to say guilty. I'll tell you when I'm preaching myself all the time. Okay. Movies we watch. Here's a red flag that you need to sound the alarm in your home. If you start a movie and your kid walks in and you say, you can't watch this movie with us. Why are you saying that you, you go, go upstairs and do something. You can't watch this. Here's another one. And I tried, I tried because everybody was talking about it in this church. Yellowstone. Oh, are you serious? That show is awful. It's awful, and it actually probably could be a good show if they leave out all that awfulness. But people are going crazy about that, believers. I got it, oh, I can't wait till the next season comes out so I can throw more of my life down the gutter. Ah. And we come in here and we sing songs like, I want more of you, Jesus. <laughs> Liars. Liars. You're the king of my heart on Sundays at 10 o'clock. And that's it. We have to change the words. This is amazing grace that I abuse a lot. Luke six 45. Let's get back to his truth. It really is sad. It really, really is. And and the reason I can say that now, because I walked in their shoes as teens, I understand now what that did to me, what that did to my spiritual walk, or lack of spiritual walk, and I don't want them to walk in the same mistakes I did. That's why I'm telling you. That's why I'm telling us that that there's holiness, that there's purity in our walk with the Lord, and he wants that in us. And I believe this this in my heart for myself. The more I walk in the purity of the Lord, in the holiness of the Lord, he's going to bless my ministry even more. Because it's all about him and he will work through those vessels that are completely surrendered to him. He will pour himself out on them. Luke 6:45. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. This Bible. Mark 4:24. Pay close attention to what you hear. Leading a holy life, it takes careful consideration of everything that we're doing. If you're offended today and you're mad at me, maybe some people already got up and walked out, please talk to me. I'm doing this in love, and I know it's difficult, but there's, I feel like there's, there's a call to pastors right now to preach the hard stuff and stop shying away from it, because so many people are on their way to hell. So many people are on their way to hell and their pastors won't say a word about it. They won't challenge them. They won't won't hold them accountable. and And it's scary what's happening. We have to make an effort to turn away from the evils of this world and invite the goodness and the holiness of God inside of instead. And some people may be thinking this morning, Rick, you are just talking all this Christianity and holiness and you're going way too extreme with it. Holiness matters and it's been neglected for long enough it matters it matters you know why we need it because god wants it he said in leviticus 2026 20, that we as christians must set ourselves apart and he as he has set us apart you must be holy because i the lord am holy second corinthians 617 come out from among the unbelievers and separate yourselves from them don't touch their filthy things and i will welcome you So don't don't live that unpure life. Don't let that stuff come in. And as you do that, I will welcome you. I will minister to you. I will work in your life. Also, God wants it. And Jesus prioritized holiness when he was here. You know, a lot of pastors or churches want to be, we we want to be relevant to the world. but, But we need to face the truth as Christians. If indeed you are a genuine follower of Jesus, the world will never accept you. Jesus came in the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people and they rejected him. So we got to get that straight this morning. If we will pursue the holiness of Christ, we will never be accepted by the world. And Jesus never let go of his real identity and purpose. He kept spending time with his heavenly father each day and stayed holy. Yes, we are never going to live a perfect life, but we can do a better job with holiness in our lives. He spent, I know, he spent time with sinners, but you know what? He also knew his boundaries. Do you? Do I? Know your boundaries. A.W. Tozer said this, the first step down for any church is taken when it surrenders its high opinion of God. That's happening. Churches are surrendering the high opinion of God. We are to tremble in his presence. And again, we should be crying out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. As Isaiah talked about that, woe is me. Because when he got into the presence of the Lord, everything was exposed about his life. And he understood, I am unclean. In the presence of the Lord, his holiness, I'm seeing everything that needs to be cut out of my life right now. So when we're in the presence of the Lord here, as we, as we, whether we're in the church service or we're at home, we should be saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Lord, take some things out of my life. Cut the things out that need to be cut out and let me walk with you. When we have this high view of God and his holiness, it leads us into taking our sin seriously. And when we take our sin seriously, we start obeying God and his ways But unfortunately, a lot of us in the church, we have a low view of God. He's not placed on the throne of honor and praise. He's down here. And we have lost our true view of who he is. We need God to tell us the truth and not be telling ourselves what we want to hear. Okay? We need a God who cleanses our sins, not people who justify it. We have a God who wants to set us free, not add to our chains of bondage. Hebrews 12, 14, work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Without sanctification, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Paul Washer, if you never heard him preach, whoo. He said it like this, if you have truly believed in Jesus unto salvation, then God will be working in you to make you holy and set apart. If there is no evidence that God is working in you to make you holy, there is a good chance that you have not truly been converted. You didn't surrender your heart and your life to Jesus. Holiness. This this is a word that comes from a Hebrew word that is at its root means to cut, to be separated, to become pure. When we cook things like carrots and celery, when Sarah does, I do every once in a while. It's so good when I do. I don't know why I don't do it more often. But when we're cutting things, we're cutting those on the cutting board, what do we do? We cut, 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 and it starts piling up, what do we do? We separate them, right? They're starting to pile up. We move them over here. And we cut some more. Cut, 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 cut. And we separate and we get it over there. That's the same thing that God's trying to do through us in sanctification. There are things that he starts changing in us. There are things that he starts cutting away that he wants to cut away because they're not holy, they're not pure, cut, 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 cut. And then he separates it. What's he separating us from? The world. We're to be holy and set apart and different as believers. So God's taking that and he's cutting things off and he's getting us away from them if we're allowing him to do that. When God truly saves a person, he cuts them off from the world. He begins to separate us from the world little by little, little, and our lives begin to change. And he's getting the worldliness out of us, again, through sanctification, and he's drawing us to himself and his holiness. Almost done. I feel like it's, it's going well. <laughs> Two aspects of holiness. One of them means to be separated from the world, okay? Christians, one of the purposes of God's word is to teach us what God hates so that we will run away from it. Morgan Wallen in those lyrics, gone. That's not lifting me up. It's not bringing me closer to the Lord. Running from the things that God hates. There can be no friendship with God in the world and for us as believers, there can be no friendship between the believer and the world. Again, if God is truly working in you, he is going to use his word and the power of his Holy Spirit to reveal to you what is wrong in this world and to draw you away from it. Now, if you're ignoring the Holy Spirit, that's on you. If you're numb to the Holy Spirit, you are in a terrible, terrible place. And you need to get out of there. Holiness is not only when you stop doing what is evil. The other aspect of holiness is Primarily, I'm running to him. My life and everything about it is running to Jesus. To be devoted to him. To grow each day, year after year, in greater and greater devotion to God. If our praise team would come up. And I want to tell you guys this morning, you cannot have both things. I told a young man this week at camp. You can't have one foot in here in the world and one foot here with God. It's just not going to work. You can't do it. How many of you guys remember, I'm going to come down here and try to do an illustration. How many of you guys remember when your kids were first learning how to walk? Nobody? Yeah? <laughs> okay. What? The, I'm not going to get down there because I'll never get up. But what they do when they first learn how to walk is they pull themselves up by a chair, by a couch or something, right? Am I remembering right? It's been a little bit. But they pull themselves up and then they do one of these numbers. Pretend I'm a cute little goo goo ga baby. They start doing this and, uh, Dustin, come here, you're a baby. You're playing one right now, okay? Get on that, right there, on that chair. Dustin just got up on his feet. He's a new, he's just a baby, but he's learning how to walk. And mom and dad's right here. But what do mom and dad do? You can do it, buddy. You can do it, little sissy, whatever it is. (laughs) But they're up on their feet and they're all wobbly. And we don't hold their arm and pull them away from the chair. What do we do? We back away so they will do what? So they will let go of the chair and see that they can do it. And we keep backing up and we keep backing up until they plop down. But the baby holds onto that chair and we're encouraging let go of it, let go of it, because you can do this. You can walk. You just got to let go of the chair. Thank you. And that's what God's saying to us. This represents the world when we're talking about spiritually. He's saying, let go of the world and come to me. He's saying you can do this, walk in my ways, you can do this, let go of the world and be separated from it. You can walk with me, you can talk with me, you can worship, we can have communion together, you can do this, but you gotta let go of the world. You gotta want holiness. We need to know this, and this is my closing scripture, 1 John 2, 15. Think of that illustration. Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, think about all those different things that we've talked about, things you watch, things you listen to. When you love the world, if you're listening to those things, if you're watching those things, you love doing it. Because you'd stop doing it if you didn't love it. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. Ouch. Man, that one cuts deep. And here's the reality. Come here, Jeff. Come here, Javen. You're wireless a little bit. Here's the reality. We all come in here on Sundays. You turn this way. You turn this way. I'm going to turn this way. We all come in here on Sunday mornings and the reality is a lot of us are heading in different directions. Yeah. But, but Rick, I come to this church every week or I'm in this youth group every week, Modified Youth. The reality is even if you're here, that doesn't mean we're all going in the same direction. Because I said some of us wear a mask and you can come in here every single Sunday But that doesn't mean you're following the ways of the Lord. He could be going one way. I could be going one way. He can be going another. That's the reality. When we all should want to pull in that same direction of holiness and being with the Lord. But we have the enemy. When you come in here every week, that says, hey, you're good. You're going to church. That's a good thing. You're fine. You're going to church. You're going to the youth group. You can do whatever you want outside of there. Just keep showing the people that you go to church. And that's what the enemy convinces us. And before you know it, because your faith was not built on the word of God and his love for you, you start not showing up as much. And then you start not showing up at all and before you know it, you've chosen that direction that the enemy took you on to destroy your life. And again, it starts with little things that we may think is not a big deal. But it is a big deal because when that garbage comes into our lives, it is going to come out. It is going to come out. But when God comes in and you have a steady diet of his infilling, of his spirit, of his love, of his word, of the worship between him, when you have that, when life gets tough, when life gets difficult, God comes out because that's what you've been filling up on and not the things of this world. If you'll stand this morning. Just bow your heads in this place. Father, Lord, we thank you for who you are. And God, I know, I knew when I started this, God, there are some challenging things that we're going to discuss throughout this series, Father. But Lord, as tough as it is, I don't want them to come away from this thinking, Rick just... Destroyed everything I do in my life. I want you to walk away from this saying Rick showed me that I can live in holiness with God leading me. Rick showed me through the power of the Holy Spirit and God sending this message to him that God has more for me than what I'm tampering in right now. Rick showed me through the truth of God's word that I can't have my foot in both places. I can't be in the world and I can't be serving the Lord at the same time. Rick showed me and he cared enough about me to let me know that I got to get some things cut out. I got to let God cut some of this stuff out if I want to be used by him in mighty and powerful and miraculous ways. Because I, I, and again, I tell you guys, I truly believe as we will walk with the Lord in devotion as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus, he will open doors that no man can shut. He will do things through you that you can't even fathom right now because you are fully devoted to him. So God, right now, if there's anybody in here that realizes I need to get rid of some stuff, it may not even be major stuff, Father, but they know, they know in their heart right now that those are things that are holding them back. Your word showing us, Father, there are things that we need to cut out because if we love the world or the things of the world, then the love of of the Father is not in us. So, Father, as we open up these altars, I pray people come, whatever it is. I'm not here to pry. Lord, I just want truth poured into these people, repentance to come, a turning away from things, sanctification changing to be more and more like your son, Jesus. Lord, let them come. Let them cry out to you. Let them lay things down. Lord, if it's stuff they have on them right now, drugs, whatever it is, Father, vapes, whatever it is, Lord, let them lay down. Leave it on this altar. There's no judgment here. There's love here. There's forgiveness here. Lord, let them lay it down and get rid of it and walk away from it today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. need prayer for healing, anything in your body, anything at all, you can come this morning. Who you are, Lord. I pray that we would reverence who you are, God, that we would put you where you need to be, seated above everything, Father. Lord, I pray if it's a prayer that we need to pray, woe is me, because I'm in the presence of the Lord and He's He's showing me things that need to go in my life. And Lord, I know there was more people in here today. Father, that have one foot in the world, one foot in here with you, Father, that needed to submit to you. And Father, I'm just praying for your Holy Spirit. Lord, I'm not going to call them out. I'm praying for your Holy Spirit to not leave them alone until they cut those things out. They allow you to cut those things free from them, God. Lord, I pray you hound them through the night. You hound them all day long, Father, and let them know I'm trying to do a work in you. You need to let some things go. Father, work in people in a powerful way. Lord, we need encounters with you. That's the only, Father, I'm feeling in these last days, that's the thing that's gonna bring people to you is true encounters with the Holy Spirit and your power being shown through our lives. Unexplainable things, Father, that we know only you can do. It's only you, Father, that breaks the chains of addictions off of someone's life. It's you, Father, and your supernatural power that changes the course of people's lives, Father, where they walk in the destiny that you have for them. Father, I pray we allow you to cut things away from us, myself included, God, anything in me that is not of you, that doesn't glorify you, Father, rip it out. Lord, I want to walk in everything you've called me to at Orchardville Church. And I don't want our church to miss out on anything, Father, because of stubbornness in my spirit or things that I'm holding on to. So God, clean me out. Expose everything, Father, that doesn't line up with you and your word. And let me walk in your power. Let me walk in that authority, that Holy Spirit power that Jesus left to us to do even greater things than he did. Father, we need to see it. But it takes obedience to you, Father. I just praise you for who you are. I magnify you in this place. I thank you for what you did in people's lives in this altar this morning. We just lift up a clap of praise to you, Father, and a shout of praise right now in this place. This is a beautiful thing right here. Most of you can't see, but when the glory of the Lord falls, who am I to say that it doesn't sweep somebody off their feet? There's examples in the Bible of people falling before the Lord by the power of the Lord. And each person is different when they experience the power of the Lord in their life and and a touch from the Holy Spirit. Some people like to run because they can't contain the joy that they feel from the Lord. Some people want to shout. Some people want to weep. Whatever it is, all I want to do is follow what God's doing and let him move how he wants to move. Father, we just praise you in this place. I thank you for who you are. Thank you for challenging us, God. And I pray that nobody walks away offended. Lord, I pray that they receive that in the spirit of love and truth of your word. Lord, because what we want, what we ultimately should want is you. You over our families, over our homes, over our lives. We want that to flow out, God.
2: Don't let anything hold us back. Jesus' name.